Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My name is Leia Salonga and you're listening to Eleven, the official theater podcast. Hello and welcome to Eleven, the official theatre podcast that brings the biggest stars and creatives together in one place to discuss life in the arts. She's the Tony and Olivier award-winning stage superstar that's created and originated some of the biggest and most iconic roles in theatre history. From Miss Saigon on stage to the original Aladdin cartoon on screen, all the way to making history in Les Mis, she's cited by many as the voice and the name to watch. And now she's returning to the country which launched her international stage career with a new tour that's heading to nine cities across the UK, including a performance at the iconic Royal Albert Hall. So here, in an exclusive conversation, we discuss returning to our shores for her Dreamed Again UK tour and what we can all expect and why there will be rather a lot of surprise entries from one of the world's most instantly recognisable voices. Plus, we talk life as a two-time Disney princess, 30 years of a whole new world, the gift of Miss Saigon and what it was like returning for one night upon its reopening in London again. Plus, we discuss making history and while she will forever be proud to have given a voice to fellow Asian performers in the industry. Plus, she reveals the voices and stars in the world of musical theatre that will forever remain her personal favourite. It's the legendary Leia Salonga, here now on this, the next episode of Eleven, the official theatre podcast. To ensure the safety of all involved in this episode of Eleven, Leia and I connected for this conversation digitally, so please forgive any brief moments while we wait for the internet to catch up. Enjoy. She's one of the greatest stage performers and vocalists of all time. So please help me welcome to this, the next episode of Eleven, Arise Olivier and Tony award-winning queen. Hello, Leia Salonga. How are you? Hi. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here. I was literally just a second ago telling you how grateful I am that you've given me some of your time. And, and I want to make sure that that's on record. I'm so, so, so thankful. So thank you a million times. I'm really looking forward to this and getting the ability to be able to tell you basically how much of a superstar talent that you are. I can see you're already laughing. That's 
a good start because you're not like he's a complete weirdo. Let's dive <laughs> straight into this and see how much fun we can have. Oh, we're going to have all the fun. I always feel like something good has to come from something bad. And I believe this is one of the amazing things that's happened to the performing arts world alongside all the terrible things. The good thing is that we're coming roaring back and it means that we're all getting the opportunity to connect again. And it means that we're all getting to go and hopefully connect with some of our favorite people. And you certainly are one of mine. And you're coming to the UK, a place mm-hmm. that started it all off for you, which we'll talk about in a second for your Dream Again tour. So could you just talk me through before we talk about specifics? Why now? Why did you want to come to the UK? And most importantly, are you excited? I'm very excited. Um, As for the why, I mean, why not? The last time I was there was three years ago to tour um, the UK. And it, it included a stop at the London Palladium for two performances in one day. And that was hard. But it was ultimately so much fun, so much fun to do. I was asked really nicely and our friends at Cuff and Taylor, you know, and Live Nation are making this happen and making it all possible. And so we're just really happy that we're able to get back to performance venues and and do what it is we love to do. Um, And by we, I mean me and my manager and my musical director and the musicians I get to work with and and then audiences are were able to come and just have what I'm assuming was a good time if their reactions were are any indication. So I'm I'm hoping for the same over over there. So I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to driving through the English countryside and, you know, being able to perform at some really wonderful venues for wonderful people. Bless you for being modest. You think they had a good time. I can guarantee you that they definitely did. Very modest answer. <laughs> you just well never done. know. You, you, you just never know. Some people, when they do tours like this, are like, absolutely not. I don't want to have to go through my career, certain songs, perform certain things. How does it play out for you? Are you the sort of person that loves the fact you have a legacy or are you the, like some people which they go, oh, hold on a second. I like talking about the now. How does it play out for you? Um, I kind of live in the present as much as possible, but mm-hmm. we, you know, we do have ways of revisiting the past, but we don't dwell. Let's just, let me just put it that way. The set list is composed mostly of material that I had never performed performed before until we started the the North American leg of the tour. Um, of course, by the time we get over there, I have sung these songs at least 20, 30 times, and it'll feel like old hat at this point. But yeah, we, we do find ways of looking back, but for the most part, we live in the present moment and I guess look towards the future a little bit. Yeah. But I think it's more of appreciating what you have right this second. And I think what's exciting, and it's feels like I'm sort of being negative towards the past, but like, obviously there's things we want to hear, but it feels exciting for us ad- as an audience and as fans of yours that we get to hear new things. And I can mm-hmm. imagine for you, it's also equally exciting to be able to show new things. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's a lot of fun to be able to, you know, answer the question, what will this song sound like in my voice? And, and then present it to an audience, um, of course, after enough rehearsal and preparation. But yeah, I mean, this, there, there were songs, you know, that were suggested that I had never heard until I started to learn them for the tour. And then there were songs that, oh my gosh, this is an amazing song that I had never sung maybe outside of a, like not even in karaoke, you know, which is, which is kind of where I will sing the stuff that I normally don't ever, but 
yeah, here, here is music that an audience would probably not even expect to hear coming out of my mouth, which is exciting, which is exciting and which is a lot of fun for me. Absolutely. And I imagine it also creates these lovely moments of you getting to hear what people enjoy that perhaps you might you might not expect. So I imagine it sort of works both ways. And we're like, oh, gosh, I've never heard us sing that before. That's amazing. And I imagine the reaction back to you is like, of course, this is sort of it feels like a two way thing. Yeah. And it's so far, the audiences, I think, have been digging the set list. So I'm I'm hoping for the audiences in the UK to, you know, to dig it as well. When you do come to the UK, and I know, of course, you've been here very many times and spent a lot of time here in your career. <laughs> do you get that very British thing? And I feel like I should always apologise to anyone from anywhere else that's not British that does this, where British people just come up and basically just tell you everything they love about you. It feels like a very British thing with that. I love this song. I love this about you. I love this moment in your career. Do you, do you like those fan interactions or are they are they quite strange? I don't think that's ever happened to I me. Mean, really? Really. I'm... Oh. Either that or or maybe it's maybe it's something that I don't realize is very British. I I don't know. I I don't think I've ever had somebody come up to me to say to say that in, in the way that you just described. Yeah. I don't I don't think so. I don't I think it's ever well, you never know. That there's a first time for everything. So maybe that's gonna happen on this tour. I feel like we're definitely setting a precedent now that somebody's just come gonna come up to you and just list all of their sort of Spotify playlists of your songs they love about you. And it's gonna be, <laughs> Gonna be like, damn, that man on that podcast started this off. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure people have branching ideas in people's heads. Yeah, never, never, not me, never. Hmm. Um, but I'm sure people do come up and tell you some of the amazing ways in which your music and your voice has changed their life. I've read some amazing comments online of of interviews that you've done and and fan comments. Particularly, I remember coming to the 25th Saigon and people around me just talking about you and how incredible your voice is and how it changed their life and. I imagine for you, it's sort of the other side of being an artist, isn't it? Where your material lives beyond the stage. Yeah. And it's always, it's it's a wonderful thing to hear how what you've done may have affected them. And sometimes it'll affect them in ways that you don't expect. I mean, someone just told me that they listen to my music when they're going through chemotherapy. Like someone just said that to me because they said, hearing your voice helps me to relax while I'm going through this. And I was just kind of, I was just kind of taken aback. I was floored hearing that because like, wow, that's, that's, that's real life. And that's someone going through something very painful and uncertain. And so for someone to reach out and say, this is what you have been able to do for me. It's, it's, it's something that it's like, wow, you know, I don't always realize that that's what I'm also able to do, you know, as an artist. And it's, you know, and I, I guess art provides access to someone's emotions and someone's feelings. And it's, you know, it's not about painting pretty pictures. Sometimes it's, a, you know, it reflects something darker and something more sad and contemplative and solemn. And for someone else, it's getting them through something difficult. It's interesting how the voice almost has this completely other different world. And I imagine with you, when your yeah. voice is so recognizable, people probably do mention that to you because I think, and I'm sort of joking with my friend that you actually have, I think one of, if not the most recognizable voice in the world of musical theater, I think sort of ever, I think it's instantly recognizable. Do you, <laughs> do you acknowledge the fact that people are really obsessed with that voice of yours? Um. 
I don't know if I've actually come to <laughs> come to terms with that, but I, I guess there are there are people who hear my voice and instantly connect to it. But you know, art is a really subjective thing. There are going to be fans of musical theater who will be like, yeah, she's all right. And then there will be other fans of musical theater who will be like, oh my gosh, that is like, that is my world. That is my everything. I mean, one of, I mean, a couple of the most perfect voices for me as far as musical theater, um, one is Elaine Page. The other one is Judy Kuhn. There's a clarity and incredible technique, clear as day storytelling. And yeah, so, you know, that's that's what I latch onto. It, everything is just so crystal clear. And, you know, you don't have to guess, you know, of, as far as what their intention is um, when they're interpreting a song. I mean, I saw, I think the first time I saw Elaine was she was playing Reno Sweeney and Anything Goes. And she's this tiny thing. She's tiny. She's, I mean, I'm not tall, but she's smaller than me. And I couldn't believe it when I first met her. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is, you know, she's little. Um, but that voice just fills a space. And with Judy, I mean, the first time I heard her voice was someone else's story in chess. And it was just one of the most perfect things I'd ever heard. And I actually got to work with her, which is, which, which is a thrill for me as a fan of her voice. Um, you know, just, and being just a few feet away from her as, as she would, as she was singing in my life, I was, I was like, and I can die now just <laughs> listening to this perfection 10 feet away from me. And it sucks that I have to sing after her, but yeah, she's just incredible, just incredible. So gifted. And she still sounds the same. It's, it's crazy, but it's, it's testament to her training and her technique and how well she takes care of herself. To be fair, you also sound exactly the same. So I'm going to throw <laughs> that compliment right back at you. Exactly. I mean, since Miss Saigon, my voice has, has undergone changes, but that's just life and puberty and, you know, and doing this for years and years and years. But I, I do pride myself on having taken care of myself quite well. So I won't be humble about that part. Definitely never be humble. Also, I love the fact you just described yourself as all right. I was like, no, nobody's ever used Leia Salonga and all right in the same <laughs> sentence. But again, I except, feel like, for yeah, except for Leia Except for Leia Okay, all right. You can have that one. That's fine. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Am I also right in saying that, that this Dreamed Again tour is also marking a 30th anniversary for a certain Disney song? Yes, it is. It actually marks the 30th anniversary of the film Aladdin. It was released in, 19, in late 1992. So it was Thanksgiving, which is around the... Third week of November. So um, I think that's around when Aladdin opened here in the US. Yeah. So A Whole New World is around 30 years old because I recorded it in February of 1992. Wow. So yeah, it's it's the gift that keeps on giving. I can't complain. Do you want to play a game of guess how old William was when that song came out? Or is that a bad idea? Were you even born? 
or no, I was, but just, I mean, less, less than a year old. Sorry. Aww. Sorry. <laughs> you're like, right, Cause you, you look you. like you're just out of high school. I mean, you look really, really young. Bless you. That will definitely be making the edit that part. We just looped that at the start. <laughs> just made high school. Do you hear that? All the people that criticize just made left high school. Bless you. Yeah. Seriously. You look like you're in your first year at uni. <laughs> you're too kind. Okay. Now you are a good liar. Well done. That's good. <laughs> Um, you, you and I actually, apart from all the lovely compliments that you're sharing me with, actually have met before and it's in a very unconventional way. But if anybody watches the Miss Saigon like live recording that they did the moment at the end when you came of, out at the very end and it was that extraordinary moment, I'm actually the person that screamed, I love you, Leia. And you very kindly said it back. So nice to see you again. <laughs> and they put it on the DVD. I was like, cheers, guys. I really appreciate that really embarrassing, overexciting moment where you Hey, were you know like, what? You look. if you you can't in in a moment like that, and I think they had been serving champagne just before that moment. So I think people were a little bit, you know, tipsy, bubbly or whatever, and carried away by the emotions of the occasion. I mean, you've had, you had people from the original company coming back to be in this special little snippet of a performance at the, you know, at the end of the show. And I just remember having a wonderful time and hanging out in one of the dressing rooms at the Prince Edward with Simon Bowman and shooting the breeze and just catching up and, you know, getting to see old friends that I hadn't seen in a while. It was an extraordinary night. And I think it was the hat that did it. It was just the casual hat tilt, very sort of like Titanic, you know, when she gets off when he <laughs> looked upwards. I was like, there we go. The gays will scream at anything. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, you're going to have to put that on loop. The gays will scream at anything. That, that's really sweet. I was talking to Frances Maley McCann, who plays the lead in Bonnie and Clyde, who is the first woman of Asian heritage to play that role. And we had quite a big detailed conversation about representation and your name came up multiple times as somebody who's personally inspired her to feel like there is a possible place in the industry for someone of Asian descent. And I wondered, are you aware? I mean, I say as a queer person, we don't get up every day and to be able to sort of make history and be a first, it just comes with the territory of existing authentically. But I wondered, is that a conversation that people have with you about how you've impacted their life? I was backstage at the Tony Awards last year, last year, and Adrian Warren had just won her Tony for playing Tina Turner. And I was presenting, I was presenting John Legend, I was introducing him. And then I came and I, then I was backstage just hanging out because I mean, there's Jake Gyllenhaal, there's Annalie Ashford. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? So here's Adrian. And then she, you know, I, I got to meet her. I got to say hi to her. And then she launched into one of the sweetest things. And, you know, she was saying how, you know, as a young performer of color that she had looked up to me and, and, you know, appreciated my work and what I had represented to her. And I was, I was just kind of floored that here's someone that just, you know, is riding high on, you know, on the success of her portrayal and, you know, winning her Tony, but then stopping me and being able to say, this is what you have meant to me. And I was like, oh my gosh, number one, I am old. Number two, I thought it was a really, really sweet thing for her to actually do. And, you know, I, I think of the times that I saw that I've met Julie Andrews, who was like that for me, that was, it was her voice that I listened to as a six-year-old, you know, as, you know, somebody who was just starting in musical theater. It was like, 
her in The Sound of Music, that voice was just in my head. And when I finally got to meet her, I think I, I, you know, I think my soul left my body and then came back and then left again and then came back. And how I marveled at her kindness and her generosity, at her work ethic, at her commitment, at just just everything. I'm like, oh my God, she is Maria Von Trapp in real life. She is Mary Poppins in real life. She is everything. You know, they say, don't meet your heroes, but I've been very fortunate, you know, that people I looked up to and people I admired and people whose names I was, I was hearing, these were people with, you know, who had good hearts and kindness and, you know, and, and it made me feel so lucky to be alive and, and have the work that I have been able to do. And you are a hero to a significant amount of people. And I hope you feel that love because it's, it's incredibly important that that love comes to you. So I hope that you do feel that. I do. Thank you. I do. Amazing. My very final quick question for you, because I know we're very short on time. And I should prefix this question by saying, whenever I ask it to anybody of icon status, of which you most certainly are, they always say to me, you make me feel really old, not the aim of the game, but hopefully you'll understand why I'm asking okay. this. And that sure. is when we think about your legacy and the impact that you've had in the world of musical theatre, movie musicals and performing arts, what do you hope people think of you? Hmm. Oh, that's actually a really good question. And no, it doesn't make me feel old. My gosh, you're making me think now. Um, I, w- I would like to be thought of as someone who always tried to do her best and was able to do her best work. And that's pretty much it. I want to be remembered for my voice, for the roles I've gotten to play, um, maybe for being the first person of color to do certain things, which opened doors for other people. I mean, these are things that I look back on as someone who's now 51 and getting to look back on the things that I've been able to do. And now I'm like, whoa, okay, that happened. Um, And that was fantastic. And I'm hoping that in some way it, you know, opened the door a little bit for someone else that came after me. That's really all I care about. And and that she was bloody good at her job. That's really what I want people to remember me for. Bloody good at your job is an understatement. You just said a second ago when <laughs> speaking about Julie Andrews, and um, they say, don't meet your heroes, don't meet your idols. I just met mine and it's been an absolute pleasure. So thank you so, so much. You are thank you. forever one of my favorite voices ever. And I mean that incredibly genuinely. So thank you so much for your time today. And most importantly, I will see you in the UK at the Royal Fantastic. Albert Hall very soon. Yay! And please do that scream again, then I'll know you're there. <laughs> Amazing. Leia Salonga, thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day and I'll see you very, very soon. Bye. You've been listening to Eleven, the official theatre podcast. Find out more about Eleven at elevenpodcast.com or via the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.